You want to do the uh, intro? Yeah. All right. We go together. Hmm. Ladies hmm. and gentlemen, welcome to the Conscious Effort Podcast. I am Tyler. I'm Ryan. I'm Tracy. I'm Justin. And this is the episode where we're finally going to talk about Record Store Day and all of our purchases and all that fun stuff, how we celebrated. But before that, uh, I got to talk about Ryan a little bit. Ryan was being uh, extra hipster before this episode and talking about how final records are, you know, they're okay, but real to real, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I saw your neck beard grow an extra inch whenever you said that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Well, it's just because uh, it's two steps away from actually being in the studio when they recorded it. Yeah. Okay. You know, no no extra processing, no digital conversion, just a, an actual tape dub. Yeah. I think the only way That's you not as been, accessible as vinyl. The only oh, way no, you could have been more hipster is if you had uh, an IPA in your hand instead of a bush light. Well... The bush light was free. IPAs are expensive. And That's a, right. And a clove cigarette hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> We're also in Southern I've Indiana. Had, so. I, have, I have had clove cigarettes. They're gross. Yeah, they're those gross. are the ones that have like the the black wrappers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're kind of well. They taste like clove or like potpourri. Yeah, kind of. Like I don't think they even really had any nicotine in them. I don't think like, so. Yeah, not good. But no, that that's that's the thinking is that it's two steps away from actually being in the studio when they recorded it. So you have the master print, then you have you send it off to mastering, and then that gets dubbed to uh, the various copies. So so that's why you like reel-to-reel? Just because it's closer to being to the uh, master recordings? Yeah. Well, and... It's more real. More real. Uh, well, it it's just expensive, though. It's an expensive format. Like, they haven't actually made these reels in a long time. I think there's a few companies that are making them again. Yeah, but who's pressing, or who's printing a reel-to-reel? Like, what would you listen to? Unless you found an old copy of something. Right. And then what condition is it in? You know, because tape doesn't last forever. It has to be actually treated. I think every 10 years you're supposed to bake them, depending on the condition. Like, there's companies that will bake the tape to essentially reattach the ferrite layer to the plastic Mm -hmm. that sounds dangerous like kind of borderline scary it is i mean there's special companies that do this yeah um i imagine that's probably a pretty niche market oh yeah well but if you're the only person that does it and you're trusted by people like steve albini and uh, cla and all these other folks and yeah you can basically charge whatever you want (laughs) if you're good at it so I think there's only three facilities in the in, in the U.S. that actually do it. Can't you sure. just throw them in the freezer? I mean, you could. Keep them nice and crisp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems logical to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or just put them in the crisper. Yeah. Oh, it makes the audio recordings extra crisp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's how you keep your photos crisp. That's Preserves dumb. them. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super dumb. Keeps them, uh, you know, from deteriorating. Or... It, freezes them together i would say that it would take an awful long time for a, a two inch reel to reel to defrost yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, How long do you think about it layers? think about it like imagine if you uh did if you were dumb enough to do that and you took this two inch reel i don't know if anybody's ever seen one of these things they're about what is that 16 eh, yeah i was gonna inches. say probably about a you know yeah, Six, 16 18 inches around and you let it freeze all the way through and then you only let it defrost for say half an hour and then you try to put it on the machine, and the first half goes out, but then all of a sudden it's just like ice chips flying off from the center <laughs> of the reel, and the the ferrite layer is just ripping off, and you just all you have is clear plastic. Yeah, yeah, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a nightmare situation. Imagine if you've worked on a record for, or well, fifteen minutes of a record. Because those two-inch tapes only hold 15 minutes at 30 inches per second. Do they really? Yeah. So, good God, if you're doing... So, so say you're doing a record that's 45 minutes long. You're going to take uh, three reels. Yeah. And they, God. they cost about $350 a piece. So, wait. What happens Whoop. if you have a case where... I mean, I guess you couldn't have a song that goes from one reel to, to another reel. You would have to record it at a slower speed. Most two-inch reel-to-reel tape machines have... 30 inches per second, which is considered high fidelity. And then you could do half speed, which is 15 
inches per second. Okay, so riddle me this. Say, like, your, well, let's just say, like, your first four songs take up 12 minutes mm-hmm. of a reel. So you have three minutes left. But your next song is four minutes. You can't use that reel? No. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. So you, so you just lose three minutes on a reel. Well, what do you, what do, you do with you, that? I suppose you could record that last, like, that last song at a slower speed. So you would have six minutes more. I'm sure that's probably happened a few times. Where it's like, crap, we've only got enough money for this one reel, and we only have three minutes left at 30 inches per second, but we have a, a four-minute song. Then you just flip a little switch, and it's at, runs at half speed. I remember reading a story once about uh, Steve Gravon and Double Trouble recording their rendition of Little Wing. Mm-hmm by uh, Jimi Hendrix and the guy who was uh, tracking it talking about how like it was one of the last things they recorded that day I think it was the last thing they recorded that day and uh, they'd gone in the studio like I guess they'd been playing it live or whatever and they pretty well had it down so they just tracked it live mm-hmm. you know they just started it and, and, and left it going and he said like it was just amazing to sit there and listen to them you know play this in front of him in the studio he got mesmerized and right. forgot the tape. Until the part where he he looked at the tape and realized, fuck, we're about out. And he's like, God, I hope they wrap this up. And he's like, I was starting to panic. And he's like, that was right about the time that they came full circle and they ended the song. And he said they ended it with uh, almost no time left Really? on that reel. I suppose there would be a solution to this problem. If you had like a splitter snake or something and a second tape machine, you could like get to the last minute and like, Start the the other tape machine and then just splice together. Splicing tape back in the day was no big thing, you know. They still do it today. Whenever they were when Foo Fighters were doing Wasting Light, uh, the second engineer who did all the splicing, I think he said that they were like twenty or thirty splices that they had to do across the entire record. Actually, you know, twenty or thirty splices across an entire record doesn't seem like a whole lot. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm comparing that to like the number of cuts you would have, say, in Pro Tools. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. Oh like, okay. Basically, your tape is Swiss cheese, you know, and you don't get us. There's no undo button. There's no second chances. Like, right, it's all better printed. be right. So now uh, on on that tape, is that <laughs> does that tape have the full band on it, or is that tape of just like individual tracks? I, in, individual tracks. Okay. Yeah. So wait, is that is that thirty cuts across all the tracks? Yeah, you can't. That album. You can't just cut uh, one track. You have to cut the entire tape. So say they they do like the drums and they're coming back and doing the guitars over top, right? Mm-hmm. Are they recording over the same tape? Yeah. There's twenty four tracks on that tape, so each track is a different instrument essentially. So okay. On that tape, then, how would they splice the guitar? Do you splice it all? Most of the time when they do edits like that, they're actually editing out silence or, like, let's say they bonked a chorus or something. Something that's kind of common is to record an extra chorus or an extra verse, or you'll actually have uh, two different versions of the same song on the same tape. So you'll play it through once early on the tape and then play it through again later on the tape, just in case something's messed up, and you can then splice that back in. It's more of an arrangement thing. You're not actually cutting one guitar part and fixing it. You're actually cutting an entire piece of the song and putting it in another location. Yeah, I guess I just have uh, difficulty fathoming how that works if you're doing, like, multi-track recording. Well, it's more of an arrangement technique. Think of it that way. Like, you're moving in entire parts of the song from left to right instead of just one instrument sliding it around. It's like vertical editing yeah. rather than horizontal. Yeah. Sounds very much like an art. That's why there's usually one guy that does all the edits. Yeah. You know. And that's probably also why you don't see it a whole lot still these days. Like it's it's probably used by um, you know, select groups of people. Like you mentioned Steve Albini. Mhm. Uh yeah, I had seen a video with him a while back about how like he uses Pro Tools, but he still likes to record to tape, even yeah. to this day. At uh, um, he dub- it's either electric audio or electrical audio in Chicago. Yeah, electrical audio, yeah, electrical audio in Chicago. He still likes to use tape to this day. 
he dub he dubs everything to tape at personal expense. Anything he does, mm-hmm. even if they are recording to Pro Tools for whatever reason, like the band can't really doesn't really like the tape thing. It it's or more time suck. consuming. It's more time consuming. Like the just re- rolling it back to beat one takes fifteen seconds sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like and, rewinding a VCR. Yeah, I mean they're quick, but for those of you that remember VCR, some artists they just they just hate it. They hate that extra time, and so they would they would rather do all the recording in Pro Tools, or they'll have that clasp system like seventy seven had. Ah, uh, yeah, where uh, it actually bounces the audio from the sync head and reads it again on the playback head, so you actually get that tape sound, but it's just basically just bouncing off the tape and ending back in Pro Tools. So you now get they it. didn't use that clasp system at seventy seven; they just had it there. I mean, I'm sure they used it a lot. Okay. I think it was broken when we yeah, were there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I, whenever we were there, I, I don't remember it being operational, but I remember yeah. they had it at that yeah. time period. And there's only certain models of tape machine you can use that with. Well, if you want to see uh, a really cool video, a little bit about tape, more so about uh, Cool Studio, you should uh, check out the Steve Albini interview Earthquaker Devices did. Oh, yeah. That's with Steve Albini and Electrical Audio. He's in Chicago. Uh, a very cool video where he goes through his whole studio and all the different rooms, uh, how they work, how they were designed, um, how he approaches recording musicians, and just the process he's come to. The drum room the with the, the suspended floor and the, the air gap. The air gap yeah. that's around the, the room to yeah. try to isolate it from the rest of the building. Well, it's not just that. There's like a, I guess there's like a cavern or basement underneath that room. Yeah. And because they they left that gap around the outside. That basement is where they keep all their like their their spare drums. Yeah. Yeah. So he, what he says is uh because it has has this little gap around the room, uh drums and stuff, any any low end instrument sounds better hmm. because of that space below the room that the the two rooms are are physically coupled, I guess. The basement and the yeah. the drum room. Yeah, it's a it's a very cool interview, um, especially with a guy who's been around for you know thirty forty years and been doing it, uh, has a lot of knowledge and has uh, more than likely made a record that you've heard in yeah. your lifetime. A lot of Nirvana. Uh, he did a lot of early punk stuff. That's how he got his start. Yeah, and he's done uh, a lot of metal stuff since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the last Pelican record. He did the last Sun record as well, yeah. which were the two that I was looking for record sort of He's that uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit later. For an old school recordist, he is definitely uh, a high level intellectual about the stuff. Well, on that subject, uh, we encourage you to look, look that up, read, listen, watch more about it if you want to find more about making records and, and like I said uh, an engineer or producer has been around for decades making records that you've been listening to and just everything that goes into that sort of thing and uh, we'll be right back with you we're going to talk about Record Store Day we're going to have our friend Matt Bullock on the show who went with us to Record Store Day uh, he and Tracy and I are going to be talking about uh, all the stuff we did what we went looking for uh, and all the beer that we drank on Record Store Day We'll be right back. Matt's a sweetheart. You're going to love him. For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Conscious Effort. So this is the part of the show where we finally get to talk about Record Store Day 2019. we got a good friend of ours here with us, uh, Matt Bullock. Greetings and salutations. Matt went with us to Record Store Day this year. Matt also went with Tracy to Record Store Day last year, didn't you? Correct. Mm. Yep. That was, that was actually our first time hanging out. Yep. Other than, I was like... Other than being at Bradley's. Well, I assumed at the time, I was like, this guy is like huge vinyl guy. Yeah, this is a, listen, this is funny. I was like, so I just sent him a message and I was like, do you have plans for RSD? And he's like, what's RSD? And I was like, what? No idea what she was talking about. Really? None whatsoever. So So then I was like, you gotta go. Yeah, of course. So you've never been to a record store? That was the first time I'd ever even been invited to go to a record store. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I would have never turned, passed that up. Okay. So Tracy, had you gone to record store day? Uh, before last year, I hadn't, but well, I, was, I, w- I wasn't rec- I wasn't uh, collecting vinyl until the year before that. Oh, okay. So that was and, your first record store day too. Yeah, I didn't know that. And uh, so when I first started buying vinyl, um, because I had, I still have a huge like CD collection, but I hadn't bought CDs for a while I. because when I was in college, I just you know bought all my music digitally and just, just like. Quick college? question: You say you got a huge CD collection? How huge? I have no idea. 
to be honest. I have no idea you, how many. Is as big as mine? Probably not. For the <laughs> listeners at home, Matt has a massive collection. Um, in fact, uh, we went to Vinyl Night at Matt's house last year. I think it was last year by now. October. Yeah, last October. And uh, Matt's collection is so big, it, it actually looks like a small record store. In fact, you have yeah. the record uh, store display from an old record store that, that you have all your records that, in. That shelf actually came from Taters when it was still open. From uh, That's from Washington. In Washington, yeah. Yeah. When he was closing his store down, he's like, you want to buy one of them shelves? I was like, shit, are you going to help me load it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He helped me load it. Yeah. No, it's a... It's a pretty sizable collection like mm-hmm. i said it looks like a small record store that was the house. that was the intent yeah yeah so very impressive what i was thank you sir what i was trying to say before you so rudely interrupted me Sorry. tyler oh man was that uh i bought cds like all throughout my teenage years and uh my early 20s and then when i was in college i was broke and i was also it was a weird time for me i listened to like the same thing all the time i listened to a lot of tool we're all and, guilty of that, uh, though. It just, I listened to, like, probably the same five albums all the time. And there'd be, like, something fresh every once in a while. But, like, I don't know. I wasn't really, like, searching out music like I had before and like I have recently. Um, and then in, like, 2016 or 2017, I started buying vinyl, um, as our listeners know. And she uh, never looked back. Big Ryan Ryan Adams fan. Who? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so, all know who Ryan Adams is because of you. Yeah. So I uh, I started collecting vinyl because I really wanted to own his records <laughs> on vinyl, and then I I I was like, well, I just it's really expensive. Uh, mm, very. Uh, hobby. So I'll just buy I call, like I call it a habit, but yeah. At, I'll, Say what I'll, you will. I'll just buy records that are really important to me. I don't have to have everything on vital, and then that and like then it slowly spiral, then it spirals out of control. Yeah, it's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, now I spend more of my income than I should on records. Likewise, how much did you spend last year on Record Store Day? An even um, better story, by the way. Last year on Record Store Day, I spent around twelve hundred dollars. And, that, and not I, because I, I, I still remember Justin get calling and he got a fraud alert on his phone. He's like, "Are you really about to spend this amount of money on records?" He's like, "Yeah, okay, love you, bye." That was all it was. Man, uh, <laughs> I was jealous. It man. wasn't because I'm loaded by any means. It was I can eat ramen. I can <laughs> budget really hard, and I did. And I stopped buying vinyl for a while. Um, oh man! But yeah, it wasn't like you, think you had enough to vinyl that day to last a lifetime. I would, yeah, I would imagine. I'm still that's I'd say twelve hundred dollars. That's easily a year's worth of vinyl. I'm for, uh, it, yeah, for, yeah. For, for your well, maybe for your average collector. I would say yeah, and and for some for a lot of people that's probably like well, multiple years worth of. Vinyl. Like yeah. I said, I'm still really embarrassed about it, and I don't like you telling no people reason to because be embarrassed about that's that. I am jealous. About I could that. not afford it. Just to be clear, I could not afford it, but I couldn't help myself. And uh, and one of the things that I bought wasn't a record store day release. It was that um, Neil Young box set. That, that wasn't a record store day release? No. I thought it was. No, it's super rare though. And like, I was really surprised to see it there. And I know mm-hmm. that it's like really valuable. And it was just under like $400. I don't that's remember. why it was so expensive then. And I bought it because it was a really good deal and I couldn't pass it up. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. I think the most expensive thing I bought that day was that Black Sabbath box that you handed me. Mm. She's, she's a few feet away from me. She, I feel her tap on my, my arm. She's like, Matt, here. It was like a six disc. Well, I was Black like, Sabbath. here, buy this so I yeah. don't. <laughs> I remember when they announced that was going to come out. And, uh, I See, I don't remember that. I didn't even know it existed. I was, uh, I was a little jealous whenever I saw you got that. Yeah. I was like, man, that'd be so she, fucking cool. She handed me. it to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't even see it. No, I, I, I zone in on things. Apparently, yeah. Uh and of course, I went home. I played every every disc that day. Awesome! Oh my god, it sounded so good. That was it's a good way I, to celebrate. Absolutely, and that was before I got my new turntable too, and the system I have now, and it sounded good then. Nice. Yeah. So uh, this year for Record Store Day, we went to this year for Record Store Day. I did not have nearly the. I, uh, I think I may have spent more money this year. situation that I had last year. Not that I was rich last year, but. Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't spend another twelve hundred dollars. No, no, certainly no, not. No, not I, even I when you, close. When you did that, you had to get uh, a crate. W- was it just one crate? I had to yeah. buy a crate, a twenty dollars. Yeah, he, he crate. charged her for that crate. I thought that was outrageous. Yeah, I had. had I had, had no. Yeah. I literally couldn't like 
take a bag because no. it was too many. It would have been multiple, uh, multiple bags. So I had, after spending that much, I had to spend an extra $20 on the <laughs> I, I still can't believe he charged you for that. My God. Really? Yeah. After all that money you just spent? Here, I need a crate. Well, that's going to be another I'd have bucks. fucking walked into the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I would ask if he had a card or something. Maybe that would have been free. Maybe he could have rented that one. Just pile all your records in a shopping yeah. cart. There's actually enough room in that crate for what I'd bought that day. I think I bought about six, seven records. Plus, you gave me that Eagles record record that yeah. morning. Yeah. So this year for Record Store Day, we went to a Record Cellar in Vincennes. Same place you guys went last year. Yeah, right? same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a lot of the friends that we made the yeah, previous yeah. year were there again, and that made it really cool. Yeah, that's what I thought was really kind of interesting <coughs> about the whole deal. So I didn't go last year. This year was the first year that I went. Uh, our, our friend Mitch also went with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he should schedule. be here, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's busy. Back. He's uh, got yard work. Your yard work can wait, dude. <laughs> well, it's going to rain. It's getting ready to uh, rain. It, yeah, so it rains. It happens, man. It's nature. Does uh, but this year, we went to a uh, record seller in Vincennes. And uh, I remember we were lined up outside waiting for the store to open. And so many of the people in mm-hmm. line, you guys already knew yeah. the previous year. Yeah. And, and those same people remembered you. And yeah. wanted to come over and chit-chat about last year and what was coming out this year. Mm-hmm. And, I'm uh, the crazy Jeff Buckley girl. Up. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, I'm the crazy Jeff Buckley girl. <laughs> That's two years in a row you got some Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Last year they had one box set, and this year they and had one of the She saw it as soon as she walked in, and she like sprinted toward it. Yep, got it. You had warned people before you went in. Mm-hmm. That oh if yeah, you well, see it, it's mine. Well, <laughs> I kind of said that jokingly, but everybody I, I, understood I that. Re- that's, you really meant it. Don't lie. That's that's why I got there so early. Oh yeah. Even a year later, everyone else in line's afraid to buy anything Jeff Buckley because <laughs> like Tracy will fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, she'll manhandle him. Yeah. Well, and they only had one of them this year, and I got it. There See, you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. They knew what to look for. If there's a Jeff Buckley next year, she'll, she'll, she'll be she'll be front of the line. Everybody will probably. be afraid to buy it. We'll be there like five in the morning waiting for them to open. Yeah. Yep. I'm cool with it. No, that was really cool. And uh, so I remember we were waiting in line out there, and uh, <coughs> you made uh, a really interesting friend. Yeah, Madison. Yeah. AKA she was, Poem Face. She was cool. Yeah, Poem Face. I liked her. She was <laughs> yeah. cool. She's she very, was super she seemed cool. very hippie ish. Yeah. So you guys had this uh, really funny, sort of coincidental sort of deal where uh, you're standing outside and you, you brought a blanket with you. Yeah, I was like wrapped up in the blanket. Yeah, you had uh, you had originally brought it to lay down on the ground mm-hmm. to, to sit while just, we were waiting for Just like we did last year. Yeah. And then at some point you'd stood up and you'd kind of like wrap it around your shoulders. And uh, I remember Madison ran down. And she was like, oh, my God, like, you're standing in the exact same spot that she was a year ago with almost... With uh, the exact, like, window and everything in yeah. the same yeah. place. Same spot on the sidewalk uh, in front of the store with a blanket that looks eerily similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and she she wanted to take a picture because it was, like, really uh, strange, I guess, because she had a picture from, actually, the year before last yeah. where she was standing in the same spot with a very similar blanket Sounds probably ridiculous. No one else thinks it's cool. I was a witness, man. I saw it all. It was, was super cool. Right there. And uh, it turns out that like we're really close to the same age. We went to the same high school, and we were in band together. Totally bizarre. That's, that's trippy, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then all these years later, you guys almost kind of recreate the same picture on yeah. on different record store days in different years, Two standing years in the apart. same spot with the the same sort of outfit on. It was two years waiting apart, for the store right? to open. Two yeah, years two apart. Years. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Her picture was from think, I, don't, I don't remember her last year. Yeah, I don't think I saw her last year, but yeah, super cool. Speaking of which, the, I don't know if any, I commented on it on Facebook, but in the picture of her, did anybody even notice Rick Graves in the background of that Yeah, picture? I didn't I notice it until yeah. you said it. He's kind of like Because I, like I zoomed in on it. I'm like, that looks like Mr. Graves. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was. I didn't think. I didn't know if anybody else noticed that or not. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't notice it until we, you had said something. Yeah. We saw him last year. Uh, he would have been there this year, yeah. but he lives in Bloomington. Yeah, he, yeah, so he moved to Bloomington. He went he moved. to uh, Landlock this yeah. year. Yeah. Which that, he sure also went insane. to Landlock last year, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, but I think he did, but I think he went after oh, okay. Record Seller because okay. it's going to be way more crowded there. I think it's is that, just is, a completely how, different how experience. How much bigger is that than the Record Seller? I've never been there. Uh, Landlocked actually just moved locations in the past couple of months or so. So I don't know what their new location is like, but their other location was pretty similar. It was, was really it? small, kind of comfy, but like everything was in one room. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, they moved. They moved to a bigger location that has more space. I have to get there sometime. Um, yeah, it's super fun. We can make a trip. That'd be, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've been to Landlocked either. I've been to Tracks. Yeah. I've been there. Up yeah. in Bloomington. Not is it, been to Landlocked. Is that, is that the place where you walk in, there's like Hoosiers memorabilia everywhere? Yeah. yeah. That, cool that's, store, that store confused the hell out of me. Yeah, We, we walked into this place the and it's, weird. it's a Hoosiers as far as the eye can see, but in the back there's just uh, an entire wall, just shelves of vinyl. Yeah. I actually found a lot of stuff there that I wouldn't have expected yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I found a lot of really good stuff there. Yeah, I, I found, found a I, lot of Mel records. I found the first Sleep record there last year. Did you really? Yeah, volume one. Actually, I think that's where I got the sciences <clears throat> at. Really? Yeah. I still don't have that one on my Yeah, shortly after that came out, I think that's where I found it at. And I found a bunch of black metal records there. Yeah, well. I saw some Electric Wizard and... Uh, uh, Goat Horror, maybe. I saw a yeah. lot of really good stuff. I found... I found Marth. Like, uh, I, I found some Mayhem. Yeah. I found some Immortal there. Mm-hmm. I found some uh, Emperor. Like, they a lot had of a, bands that I wouldn't have expected to they find. They had a lot of ghosts there, too, but ghosts are more popular than all them other ones you just right, n- named. Right, right. Well, and they're also a little more contemporary than True, yeah. Than some it, of it's easier bands. to get into a band like that, music-wise, than like Mayhem and right. mm, yeah. whoever else you mentioned. Dark Throne, maybe? But uh, So we went to the record seller. We stood in line. Um, store opened up, and uh, we all charged in mm-hmm. uh what were you guys looking for this year ladies first uh i really wanted to get that courtney barnett lp you you went in and you had i remember you had a file <coughs> folder yeah that had all the releases for record store day yeah, and you had did. them like you yeah. know marked and then you also had I had them in order of like what was the most important i think you me. also had a sticky note that had she did just yeah, the that's ones right. that you were looking for matter of fact when she went to pay for her records the sticky note was still on the one on top she had to take it off so they could so they could ring it up oh was I, it really yeah. <laughs> i don't fool around when it comes to records today i i come completely organized with oh the, yeah with and i just i mainly just wing it like I, my, I didn't even really know what was on the list me and mitch pulled it up on his phone we were kind of cruising through it on the way up here my like, uh my yeah i remember and i was like you guys didn't look yet I, no, I, I looked I, as I soon glanced. as the list came out, man. Like, yeah. uh, and like revised my list mm-hmm. so many times. <laughs> um, I usually try to like pinpoint it to like my whatever top five yeah. I was I like the most out of the list. Like, well, the, it's always a crapshoot because you never know what they're actually exactly. going to have. And, and it's in such limited quantities too. That's what sucks. Yeah. Like one of those Motorhead seven inches. There's only five hundred of them made. Yeah. So I was really stoked to find one of those. I'm not see. I got two Motorhead records that were well, actually three, but one was a twelve inch. But of the two Motorhead records, I don't, I can't remember which one was only limited to 500 yeah. pressings. And I can't, I can't remember. I, th- I, I, I think I know what one it was, but I can't remember. To for put sure. things in perspective, you said there were 500 pressings. Yeah. Um, when we were at the record store, uh, some of the workers had commented at different times that there were approximately 1,100 across the country. If you want to look, uh, you so have that's, the list on you. Oh wow, that's <laughs> she less is than prepared. I still have yeah. my file folder. So that's. <laughs> Oh, Tr- Tracy just pulled out her file. She's gonna find them. Which Motorhead was only limited to five hundred? So, so look at all these sticky notes. Oh my god, dude! Five hundred pressings. That's uh, approximately one record for every two stores in the country. Yeah, uh, that's that's that, that's very limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, that's that's according to. So the fact uh, that they even had one at all was shocking. And then mm-hmm. I I I can't remember. You handed me one of them. Uh, Mitch, Mitch did. Okay. I yeah, remember, well, so, I handed it to Mitch, and I said, give this to Matt. Oh, okay. That See, was me. And you so, had it, too, and you put it back. I know, because I uh, can't spin that much. So that's, that's, that's even more well, funny. Well, it was then. the picture disc. Yeah, it was, Super the, picture, cool, it was the one with the two picture discs. That's even more funny, then, because I remember we're, we're in the, the, the crowd of people, and it, the, it, it kind of goes around in a circle, and, and uh, me and Mitch had met kind of in, like, the 7-inch record area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw him, and I asked, you know, hey, where's Matt at? Because we were standing right next to, uh, I wasn't far from and you. Stuff. And um, he was like, "Fuck, I don't know." And I think I was just right across the yeah, aisle. Yeah, you were like right, yeah. right over yeah. the other side of the aisle. And right about that time, he saw you, and he was like, "Oh shit, there he is!" And he goes, "Hey, Matt!" And reaches over the aisle and hands you the record that I was asking him. It's about like when where she you were to, to show you, but she had already found it, handed yeah. it to him to hand to you. So we were I all. You, I help my friends thinking out. the That's same right. thing. Yeah, right. I right. wasn't just like I'm in my own little world, like trying to like zoom in on things that I'm there for. But at the same time, I see stuff for other people, and I'm like, Matt wants yeah, this. Yeah, it's just like the Mastodon record. There was I don't know how I think there was like 2,700 made or something, something like that. I walked up and they had they I think they had maybe four or five. Immediately, yeah. I grabbed two of them and gave one to Mitch because yeah. he was using. Yeah, what you do? Oh, yeah, That's what you do. So did you end up with with a copy of that Mastodon? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Cover Stairway to Heaven. It's really good. Have you heard it yet? No, I have not. 
So that's like, the uh, Stairway to Nick Johns, yeah. which is a tribute to uh, a member of their crew. Yeah, it was a 10-inch. Mm. So my strategy was... Oh, you go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. My strategy was really bad, uh, and I should have known better because that guy Michael outside... The beard? Yeah, yeah. he was mm-hmm. like, hey... Um, I don't, I don't, we were talking about what we wanted to get, and I mentioned the seven inches that I wanted. And he was like, yeah, the word is, or the rumor is that he didn't get very many seven inches this yeah, year because that. they don't typically sell. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's a rumor. So I, I went saw, in. I saw quite a few of them there. I went in and went straight for the seven inches when I could have gotten to the LPs much I will say, though, you, you get to the seven inches before you get to the LPs. Well, yeah, but then yeah. You, you take a left, and then everybody swarms to the LPs, and it's right. harder to get that's in there. I, yeah, so if you stop at the seven inches, yeah. everyone's going to pass you. And yeah, get mm-hmm. I stopped, and I was looking, because I really wanted that that Morrissey seven inch. And, of course, the Julian Baker. Did you, did you get it? I didn't get the Morrissey. Okay. Uh, and it's one that I asked uh, I could, I completely forgot a couple about of my friends to look for. Record. I was wanting to get that one. I got the Julian. Yeah, I know you did. I'm jealous. Um. But yeah, so I didn't get the seven inches that I wanted uh, at the time, and then I went, you know, I went tried to get a look at what they had in the LP section. But like this huge, like massive swarm of people were, so I'm like bent down, like trying to see through people's like arms, you know. You're trying to look under people's armpits. Yeah. Maybe they got. Yeah. Maybe they got the good stuff. Um, Once I finally got up there, I wasn't. I, I was a little bummed out that I wasn't able to find. A lot of the stuff that I wanted, but I I did get the Jeff Buckley LP, which I listened to, and it's incredible. Like a lot of unreleased material that I'd never heard before, which is huge because I've been a big fan of Jeff Buckley for a long time. And I also got um, the Duran Duran double LP that was live. That you were debating so hard. Yeah, on putting back. yeah I'm so glad I got it. I'm so she glad was I got it. Over a lot. I you were polling people in the store, like, yeah. should I buy this? Should I not? What do you think? Well, told, the same with the Prince. Well, I wanted to buy one of them, and I ultimately put the Prince back because it's dance remixes. Um, but I got the Janis Joplin Woodstock performance, which sounds amazing. Uh, um, don't tell me that. A live record by the Kooks, which is a band that I, I liked quite a bit a long time ago, and it has some old songs on it that I like. And I got the uh, Raw raw Dusty Gems and Raw Nuggets by Weezer, which is cool, but I have is to it, admit... Is, is that like a compilation? Yeah. it's. I thought. I thought it was cool. I'm glad that I got it, but it, I was a little underwhelmed with it, to be completely honest. It wasn't... I don't know. It didn't stand up to some of the others. I never was a big fan of them. I did get lucky. Um, I had been... So I heard that they had one copy of the Bill Hicks record that I was trying to get for Justin. And a, what a lot of people do is they snatch everything up that they want, and then they kind of like... I will have that record, by the way, Justin. They they go through it and narrow <laughs> it down and then put stuff back. So I stood around for a long time just waiting to see if anybody was going to put anything back because I had also wanted that WTF by Mark Marin, And uh, I knew that they had two copies of those, but those were gone by the time I got up there. Um, so I was just kind of waiting to see if anybody would put anything back. And at some point, I had noticed that someone put back their uh, live Pearl Jam record. So I ended up getting that. Too, right? yeah, yeah, I ended up snatching that up. Um, but anyway, um, actually, I got some mail today from a couple of my fr- like super good, generous, helpful friends. My friend Drew um, asked me to send him a list of the things that I wasn't able to find. <clears throat> And he was able to find the uh, Bill Hicks record, and he also got a 7-inch and uh, another LP that, that I had been wanting. He got the 7-inch uh, uh, Lord Huron. I don't even know if I say that right. I have no idea how you pronounce that band, but they uh, have... I think that's right. If you're have, in Indiana, you pronounce it Huron. Well, I, <laughs> I've always said Washington. Lord Huron... They have a song called The Night We Met with Phoebe Bridgers, and I really wanted to get that 7-inch. And he was able to find that for me, and he got the uh, In the Garage WTF Mark Marin LP for me, which I'm super excited about. And those came in the mail today. Shout out to Drew, because he also sent me a Wilco record and a 7-inch by St. Paul and the Broken Bones and a Metallica patch, which yeah. was super generous. Um, you know, like I paid him, you know for going out of his way and you know he's always just like super nice about it and then he sends me extra stuff for free which is just like 
overwhelmingly kind. And Jerry apparently got the Julian Baker 7-inch. And uh, I, like, I just commented on her picture. And I was like, awesome. You know, like, my store didn't even have it. She's like, I got an extra. So she sent it to me. Oh, man. Like, That's awesome. See, vinyl, vinyl collectors look out for one another. Seriously. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a community, it, man. It's, a, it's it. a small kind of you know, niche sort of group. Right, I have some right. incredibly kind friends. And I was like, actually talking to a friend of mine the other day. She was actually at Record Store Saturday, but there was, she, she said something to the effect that there were so many people I couldn't do it. I had I bought a couple CDs and left. I'm like, well, you don't seem to understand. Yeah, people, it's going to be a madhouse. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. what you don't get is... You, you have the potential to make so many new friends. Yeah, right. it's a really and, and, and that's what's great experience. about it. It's not like, it's not just going and buying records. It's, it's waiting in line is half the fun. Yeah, you know. See, and I'll be honest, like I'm not one that typically likes to wait in line. That's why I just show up late to everything because then <laughs> yeah. I can just skip all that. But uh, no, uh, going along with exactly what you were saying, you you end up making a lot of friends while you're all sitting there. It's know, a blast. waiting for this experience. Yeah. And, and I ended up making a couple friends from the whole. Oh day. yeah. So, just to wrap up my section or segment or whatever. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, the, the <laughs> things that I wanted to get that I wasn't able to get were, um, I didn't get the Courtney Barnett 12-inch. I didn't get the Bob Dylan Blood on the Tracks, which is super sad. I wanted to get that so bad. And I wanted to get the Morrissey 7-inch, which is pretty rare. Uh, that would have been cool to get. And I was also looking for the Tiny Tim Live for Justin. Dude, that, that would have been great. I would have bought that just, just for shits was, and giggles. That was live at the Royal so, Albert Hall. Was it yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Wasn't able to get a hold of any of those, but I still feel very grateful for the records that I was able to get. And shout out to uh, Drew and Jerry. Yeah, for being incredibly awesome people mm. and friends. Just overwhelmingly nice. And they also like apparently bought that stuff and mailed it out immediately. So yeah, because it just got here uh, today. You were saying yeah, I just yeah. got that stuff in the mail today. I didn't expect it to get here so soon. So Matt, uh, what did you go into Record Store Day looking for? What were your goals? The main two I had on my mind was the Mastodon <clears throat> Stairway to Nick John mm-hmm. and uh, High on Fire Bat Salad. I, I can't remember if it was a seven inch or a twelve inch, but it only had three songs, and they didn't have any of the High on Fire. I was probably I was I was probably more excited for that one than Mastodon. But I love Mastodon, but I was going to get both regardless. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any of the high on fire, so I was pretty disappointed in that. And uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I was looking for at least one of the motorheads. Luckily, I found them both. Mm-hmm. That was the main three that was on my mind. But while I was there, I got the Mastodon, uh, Stairway to Nick John. Uh, I'm drawing a blank now. The first Yes record, it was re- reissued for Record Store Day. Um, oh, come on. The Motorhead seven inches. I did. I, I I can't remember the name of it now, but I did have the Sublime record. Oh, was that called Nugs? Yes, that's what yeah. it was. Yes. I, I ended up putting that one back, and I wish I hadn't. Oh, yeah. Is that one of your record store day regrets? Yes, ah. yes. Because I love Sublime, and yeah, yeah. I remember uh, standing outside. We had borrowed a printout that someone else had. See, that's I, think what, I think it was Madison that gave us yeah. a printout. That's the good yeah. thing also about in Record Store Day, even if you can't remember what, what's being released, somebody's always got a yeah. list on them. We were yeah. standing in line, and, and Madison had brought us uh, a copy <coughs> of the printout that I think her, her, her dad or someone else had had yeah. uh, that they had come with. And me, you, and Mitch were flipping through it, and yeah. I remember uh, seeing Nugs. Yep. By and that, I, and I, I, dude, I had it in my hands, and I put it back. Yeah. But I found that, and the, the Cheech and Chong, the shape picture disc, the pot leaf. Yes. Up in Smoke. Up in Smoke. That is the coolest record I have ever bought. Was that a 7-inch? No, was it, it, was a, a, it was a shape picture disc. It was more than... Oh, oh, okay. It was the... the poly, did you, That's I, right, because it was over there in the LP section. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because one, right. one side of it is the original song from like back in 78, I think it was when that movie came out. And the other side is the revamped version with different lyrics, like a more updated version. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. But as far as Record Store Day releases, I think that was all I got. Did you buy anything that uh, wasn't a record store day release? Oh, yeah, I always do. I found Sacrifice by Motorhead. Finally found a copy of Bad Out of Hell 2 by Meatloaf. I was so excited to find it. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I could have cried when I... I didn't even know it had been reissued yet. I knew it was a reissue coming out. I saw on the internet there was pre-orders going on. But to actually find it, dude, I, I was that close to shedding a tear. <sighs> but I found those two. I found... Slipknot's Mate Feed Kill Repeat. 
their first album mm-hmm. back before Corey Taylor was in the band. I remember you uh, commenting on that. Yeah, you found that at the I, that blew my mind. I didn't even know it had been pressed on vinyl. That I all of a sudden there's a copy of it there. I don't even remember what I paid for it, but uh, see, I didn't really get a whole lot. I do remember on the ride home we were listening to Silverchair. Yeah, the Frog Stomp, a couple songs off the Frog Stomp album. We got to my house and I had that record in them in my mailbox. Yeah, we got That's back from record store day and pulled was, up to your house and yeah. you had a, a brand new copy of that. Well, I, I was just telling you I had it ordered and I should be yeah. getting the next couple of days. And, and then you dropped it and I was like, guess I'll have to take that nah, off your hands. By the way, I was able to repair it. It was just ding the corner a little bit, just oh, bend nice. it right back, and it's pristine. Yeah, for all you listening, he didn't drop the record. He dropped, yeah, I dropped the case. The, yeah, I had like my hand. Yeah, I had the, my the hands full. The sleeve. I, yeah, I had the, I had my hands full, and I am a clumsy fucker. What can I say? Yeah, That's but that was, a, that was that was a colored record too. Like multi-colored record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, well, the disc one is like half red, half blue. I think and there's like yellow and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one, one was like yellow. And by the way, speaking of that record, do you remember they had a song called Blind? I think it, yeah, you remember, you remember the movie The Cable Guy? Yeah, it was on that soundtrack. I was playing the record, and I know that record like the back of my hand. Yeah. I grew up on that one, and out of nowhere, I hear something I don't recognize right oh. right away. That song is added into the sequence. Uh, yeah, I was that's so, amazing. I, yeah, I didn't even see. I, even looking at the track listing, I didn't even notice it. Super hmm. cool. So it's playing. Then I was like, "Wait a minute, that that doesn't sound right." I know this record. Then I looked at the the, the, the back of the sleeve, and yeah. it's not even as a bonus track. It's just added into the sequence. Nice. I thought that was so cool because I didn't actually have that song on record or CD. Yeah. Oh, that's very. So cool. so that was an extra bonus. Yeah, so sure. we can't speak for Mitch because he's not here, and I can't remember oh. everything that Mitch got for record store. And I also got the Doors uh, live at the London Fog. Yeah. Oh, did you yeah, really? Yeah, yes. London Fog. Fuck yeah. Okay, that yeah. was cool. That was, if I remember correctly, I think I read that was their first recorded live performance. Yeah. That I don't know because it was before because it was recorded in '66. Their first album didn't come out till '67. So this oh, is before really? they had an album out and everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot yeah, so that. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a hell of an insight yeah. into early right. Doors. Right. Especially since I saw uh, Robbie Krieger live last year. Jealous. I was standing three feet away from him. Brag, brag. I was going to have him sign my arm and I was going to get a tattoo, but he walked away. <sighs> I was that close, man. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember what all Mitch got for Record Store Day, but the one that does stick he did, out he, my did, mind, he did get the Mastodon record. He got the Mastodon record because you guys said you found two copies of that. Uh-huh. Actually, but there was like four or five or something. What anyway. I remember most was he found copy of Salival by Tool. Yes, vinyl. and it's there every time we're there and we always pass it by. Is it really? It's there every I time. I don't think I've ever noticed that when I've been there. I I've, think I might be the only copy they've had, but I, I, I swear to God, I don't know why I never bought it, but it is there every time. Because I remember I bought my copy of Lateralis from there. Actually, I own two copies of Lateralis. Do you really? Yeah, and uh, I, don't, I don't think I found my copy of Undertow there. But I remember they... I think the only Tool album I bought there was uh, Opiate. The rest of them I ordered online. See, so, so they had a copy of Opiate there, and for the life of me, I could not remember if I already owned that on vinyl or not. I know really? I have a copy of it on CD. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's either that one or Undertow has a parental advisory sticker. They that both is actually do, the one that's on my Strat. I had oh, taken okay. off and put it on Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. But I cannot remember if I own it on vinyl or not, so I passed it up, right. so, and I, I've not dug through my collection to see if I own it or not, so I, I might be kicking myself afterward. But I've never seen a copy of Saliva on vinyl. Yeah, well, he found it. I swear to God, it was, it's been there. I'm pretty, I don't know if he specifically goes and looks for it, but I've noticed it damn there every time I've been there. Well, shit, I'll have, yeah. to, uh, I'll have to pay more attention next time I'm there. It's probably gone now. I, yeah. think it's a, I think it's a Mitch's house. Goddamn. I'm going to have to cruise on. See, because I didn't even know that one was... Uh, I, don't, I don't even think I have that on CD. I've seen a copy of it on CD, I think, at Hard Copies once. Okay. In Evansville. But, uh, I don't think I've ever been that's there. That's the only either. time I've ever seen one on CD. I've never seen one on vinyl. I didn't know there was I did, one. I didn't know that. I did, I'd never seen one on vinyl until I saw it there. And I, yeah. to, be, to, be 100, to be really honest, I wasn't 100% sure what it was. Tracy's eating snacks on the podcast. <laughs> I, wanted I was to drink wondering what that sound was. I, I was like, I can hear something. It wasn't me, bruh. It's a Luna bar. It's no. a what? It's a Luna bar. Luna. Blueberry Bliss. Space travel. So anyway, um, I went to Record Store Day. I was looking for two main releases. The first one was a 7-inch from a band called Pelican. It was their new single, Midnight and Mescaline, and it also had an unreleased track. Uh, I did not find a copy of that. As Tracy said earlier, the rumor going into Record Store Day was that uh, they were not going to have a whole lot of 7-inches at the store we went to. And they did not. Yeah, and that record, from what I had read, had a very limited release. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it was pretty regional. The bands from Chicago were in Indiana, so I was, I was kind of hopeful maybe I might find one. Hey, but man, it's just a four-hour drive. Yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, I didn't find one because they're not a an extremely well-known band. Right. I don't even know. I've heard of them, but I don't think I've heard right. of them. So I wasn't too surprised I didn't find that. The other record I was looking for was the new Sun release called Life Metal. Sun-O? Yeah. yeah, and um, didn't find that either, although I, I heard them talking about a Sun box set. Really? Different time that they had. Uh, <clears throat> For record store day or just in general? I don't know, because I'd heard some people, at some, some workers talking about uh, Sun box set, and uh, I, I, I wasn't sure what they were talking about, because, you know, the Life Metal was a new album. Yeah. It wasn't a box set that I know of, unless maybe just the packaging you know, kind of resembles a right. box set, and maybe that's what they're referring to. But either way, I didn't end up with a copy there of it. It could be like a box set or like a deluxe package or something like that. Could be. Yeah. You um, did get something cool, though. Yes. You got yes. that Otis Redding record, didn't yes, you? Yes. I, oh. I, so I, I, I sat around for a long time. I didn't I didn't, I didn't find that. anything. Um, I think I was probably the last person to pick up anything. And uh, someone may the, have put it back. Was that all yeah. you bought? Yeah, that was all I bought. That's what there, I was, there was one copy left that I saw sitting on the shelf. I happened to be walking by, and I had circled around the store yeah. probably like a half dozen times, just moseying around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came across this uh, live record. It's uh, side one is Booker T and the MGs. Side two is Otis Redding. Uh, they're live at the Monterey Pop Festival. Nice. And uh, so I thought, well, fuck, I'm gonna get that because uh, I dig Otis Redding. Oh yeah. And like that kind of stuff. Whenever I played in the pet band years ago. Yeah. That you sort were of in stuff. Pet was, band? Yeah, so, I was a pet so band. So was I, bro. I played trumpet. Alto sax. Yeah. Uh, La- that kind of last stuff. Last chair, by the way. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud to say I was last chair. Nerd so, alert. Hey, someone's got to hold it down. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Someone's got to have it. Uh, but that kind of shit was what I loved playing. And then uh, side one being Booker <clears> T and the MGs. I have a soft spot for them because uh, growing up, Dad had like this mixed CD that he used to play all the time and had Booker T and the MGs yeah. on it. Um, and I'm a sucker for live music. Oh, yeah. So uh, when I saw that, I was like, I'm going to fucking get that. Uh, and that ended up being really, really cool. And uh, what was even cooler is that it has this marbled, uh, it's, it's marbled vinyl, and it's like a, kind of like a burgundy with some little hints of like some, some purple or something like that in it. Uh, actually, a really, really beautiful record. I Not felt, a very long record, but very cool. It was cool. It sounded cool. Yeah. Um, my friend Ryan sent me a message. I thought he was going to go to a store in Indy. Um, Not Ryan me, from the podcast. Different no, Ryan. yeah. <laughs> he sent me a message. He's like, hey, are was you... Was it Ryan Adams? No. <laughs> uh, not that Ryan. Not Ryan 1, not Ryan 2, other Ryan. Yeah, yeah, so he sent me a message. He's like, were you able to get what you wanted? I was like, I was able to get some of what I wanted. And uh, he's like... Do you, I was like, did you? And he's like, no, I didn't go. Do you want to look for me? So then he sent me a list. He said, he was like, do they have this? And I was like, no, they don't have this. Because this is like when I was standing around to see if people would put stuff back. And then he was like, well, that's do they have this? That's something else you got to watch out for on regular sort of day, people putting shit back. They didn't I'm, have, not, I'm not so sure that's how I didn't find mine. It could be. Yeah. They didn't he, They didn't have anything he asked for. And the last thing he asked for was that Otis Redding record. And I was like, nope. And then I was like, oh, shit, Tyler got it. And he goes, fight him. <laughs> and I was like, that's the only record he got, man. There were some other records I found that weren't record store re- day releases that uh, I almost talked myself into buying, but I kind of talked myself out of it. Should've One of them it. was that Dark Throne record. I almost bought that too. Yeah, which I, w- I, would, I never would have expected to find that. I've never seen a Dark Throne record there before. I was no, surprised. No, and I wouldn't have guessed. It wasn't it's one not, of those Dark Throne records that I, I would look for. I would be looking for like Transylvanian Hunger. Transylvanian or... Hunger, uh, A Blaze in Northern Skies. Oh, one dude. I'd love to have. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, this is one of their later records, but mm-hmm. still, like, I would have never. What one was it? Fuck Off and Die? Fuck Off and Die. That's what I thought. That was the name of the album. Yeah. F-O-A-D. Or F-O-A-D for the, for the normal folk. Yeah. I think that's the way it's actually like typeset on the record. Yeah. But that's what it stands for. Fuck off and die. So then we uh, went out on search for the uh, official beer. And the what official was it again? record store beer. Uh, Soundbite by Upland. That's what I heard. I, at least that's what it is in Bloomington. I don't know if it varies by like... I don't think like, that's what I drank. Well, I, 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 drank I, I was drinking what you were drinking. Yeah, I don't know if it varies by like uh, where you go, but I know in Bloomington that's what it was. Um, but anyway, they didn't have it. So what we ended up drinking was a beer by Metazoa yeah, that's called what it was. Brett and Blonde. It was really good, too. It was very good. Very yes, smooth very and kind of like biscuity. Biscuity? Is that yeah. what you said? It's like what? I had some umami Explain to it. Explain that one. Like uh, 
<laughs> it had a nice, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I thought it was biscuity. Oh, sorry. Biscuity. I, I've, yeah. never, I've never heard that term. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, the other one we tried, or I don't know if you tried it. I tried it. It's called Shorts Local Lights. I think I may have took a shot of that. That, that was sample good. It was light, super smooth, and it didn't have an aftertaste. Which is kind of cool, yeah. but I definitely liked the Metazoa better. Yeah, that was really good. I think I had, I had two or three of them. I can't remember. The the first thing that I got was this. Uh, they had this beer called a Sweet Baby Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And I'm one that whenever I hear a wacky name like that, I kind of have to know what it is. It was a let me look at my notes here. It was a chocolate peanut butter porter, and that's uh, I think that's that's interesting. Was that it? Was either me and Mitch or me and you? I don't uh, think I don't know if I tried the, that one or not. No, no, no. Uh, two of us were gonna get it, but whenever they were pouring mine, they tapped the keg. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they, they they blew the keg, I should say. And uh, so we only ended up getting one glass. Uh, and it was pretty darn good. Had a very unique sort of flavor to it. It's not the kind of thing that I think I could drink, you know, more than like two of. Right. Uh, if that, but uh, very very tasty, very smooth. And you said something about beers with, like, odd names or whatever. I remember one time me and Mitch went somewhere. I don't remember where it was now. But I ordered a beer called a Dirty Bastard. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and there was people sitting at the bar, and I looked at the bartender. And I was like, yeah, let me get a Dirty Bastard. And everybody started fucking laughing. And I was like... That's like trying to order a buttery nipple someplace. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Dirty Bastard, I have to try that one. Yeah. It's like, I just I, like I, peach I, schnapps I, and Baileys. It has nothing to do with the nipples. <laughs> but everyone looks at you funny. So what else did you get besides that? I think I was. Or did all, you guys stick to the Metazoa? The I whole think time? that was all I had. Okay. I had two or three of them. I can't remember. Well, I remember. I so I had the Sweet Baby Jesus. Um, <clears throat> ended up going with the Sun King Wee Mac, which is a Scottish ale. Uh, I like a lot of darker kind of stuff. Like I'll try anything that has a unique kind of flavor. But uh, whenever I come across a place that has uh, an interesting sort of dark beer, I like to try those. And the last one I got was uh, an Upland Bad Elmers. Uh, that was the closest was thing. Porter, I was, I was right? trying to get to like the the Upland. Record store day beer. They didn't have it there, but uh, I was going to get something yeah. Upland. Which, for those of you listening, Upland is uh, from Bloomington. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, going to the Vincent's Brewing Company, that was kind of like a uh, tradition you guys started last year. Yeah. 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 And then so we, we followed You buy a bunch year. of records and you go drink some beer. Yeah. Go celebrate. Exactly. Best way possible. <clears throat> I can't think of a better way. We got a little bit of food as well while yeah. we were there. Yeah. yeah. I got some kind of fig panini. It was good. When I had like a sausage pepperoni flatbread, it was a it was a fucking pizza. I don't know why they don't just call it a pizza. It's like a small personal pizza. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I, 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 mean, I think that's what I got last time I was there too. And I went with the same sort of thing. They had like a, <coughs> a uh, Philly steak and cheese sort of deal. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I remember from the Vincent's Brewing Company, they had this thing called a barley wine. Sorry. Oh yeah. That I got a sampler of. It, it's called a barley wine, but I guess it's closer to a beer. The, the sampler is basically like the size of like a double shot, sort of. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could drink a whole lot more than that because it has a very like thick sort of like bread kind of smell to it. It mm-hmm. has a, I don't, if you've never had it, I'm not quite sure how to describe the kind of bite that this has. But if you've ever had like Amish bread, uh-huh. imagine like, you know, it has that like soft sort of like yeah. chewy kind of texture to it. It has that kind of like amplified and it smells that way too. Like if you just took your face and just stuck it in right. a loaf of bread and like in the bag and just. But uh, very strong flavor. Uh, I don't think I could drink a whole glass of it. But uh, I guess the uh, I guess the reason they call it a wine is probably more to do with the fact that it's the, the alcohol content. It's somewhere right. around like 12, 14%. Oh, no shit. Yeah, but it. Well, probably um, the process of making it too. Right, but the uh, like the texture. Yeah, the, the <laughs> texture. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you can't hear Ryan because uh, he's he's off air right now. He stepped aside for this segment. But um, what he was saying is it has a very strong malt kind of flavor, and that's absolutely true. Um, almost borderline overpowering for me. That would be overpowering for me too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <coughs> if you get a chance to try one, try it. See what it's like. Metazoa, <laughs> Metazoa has a really good like honey beer, honey mm-hmm. Weiss or Weiss or however you say it. I got that at um, Ohana and uh, Jasper a long time ago, but it's pretty tasty. That's why I tried. Is that still what it's called? Yeah, it, yeah, it was Hammerheads before it, that, right? It was Hammerhead yeah, before. Right. Now it's Ohana. So with that, I think that pretty well wraps up Record Store Day. 
Uh, we're going to throw it back to the main show. We'll be right back in just a minute. Conscious effort. So that was our record store day. Uh, had a great time hanging out, buying records, drinking beer, eating Tostino's chips. Like Justin is right now. <laughs> ASMR, baby. Yeah. I'm I'm still flabbergasted that you were able to, you were able to open that bag without making a sound. Dude, I'm a motherfucking ninja. I guess so. It's a special skill. It's those bag opening skills. I'm a chip ninja. <laughs> you don't know this by now. See what I what I'm trying to figure out is like how can you eat these chips because aren't like tortillas and stuff made with lard? No, they're made with salt. Corn, vegetable oil, and salt. Yeah, uh, see? Three ingredients. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's only the authentic tortillas that are made with lard, I guess. Three ingredients that he's not allergic to. Yeah. 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 That's why he can do it. <laughs> I basically live on chips. Yeah. And bananas. Uh, Lots of bananas. Chips, bananas, vegetable oil, salt. <laughs> Occasional you ever, corn. You ever had a chip and banana smoothie? No, I have not. I haven't either, but I'm ne- I'm nearly going to try it. <laughs> it actually sounds kind of good. I'm on my way. I need some fucking variety. Think about it, though. A little, little sweet, a little salty. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I can see that. Sh- I'd give it a shot. That's like uh, you know, chocolate on bacon. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But he'll it's never a, know. It's the shit. But Justin will never know. Yeah, he can't eat uh, well, he, bacon. Can you eat chocolate? No, it has milk in it. Fuck, yeah. you can't eat either of those. Nope. God damn. You could probably eat raw cocoa. Yeah, if it's just the cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the O. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. There's 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 no uh, masticating pleasure in his life at all. Mm-mm. I have actually tried some of his food. Air quote. <laughs> and, <laughs> quote unquote yeah. food. Now it's I like think it's the cardboard that they just shape into a loaf of bread. <laughs> Microwavable cardboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the burrito probably would have been better if I had actually cooked it properly, but mm-hmm. I was pretty hammered and it was pretty late and uh I didn't. How well, did you not cook it properly? It's microwavable. I think you were supposed to like microwave it for a minute and then flip it over and cook it for another minute. Yeah, oh, you did you to, not? Did you not did, flip it over? I didn't flip it and I didn't cook it for the other minute. So you have to tint it. Oh wait, you just cooked. You just, you just like half so. cooked it. I did. So you ate like a burrito and half ice. Well, no, it wasn't ice. It was it was defrosted. Like one end was was cooked. One end then, was boiling. <laughs> one end, end, one end was, was freezing. Cooked. The center was cold, and the other end was lukewarm. That's like that. You had a generic hot, hot pockets, pockets meme. Like, yeah. Hot pockets. Every bite's a different temperature. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Nice. Uh, Except that Ryan's was a uh, hot burrito. No, that wasn't a burrito. That was something else. He said it was a burrito. Oh yeah, but it wasn't. That but was it's like a, a vegan, <laughs> allergic to everything burrito. Yeah. yeah. Now the little the little uh, protein bowl that was pretty tits. Oh yeah, it's like corn and yeah, bell peppers and yeah, and beans stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm totally, and it was. You could tell it was natural. Like it was a uh, microwave bowl of Tocino's uh, chips. Mm-hmm. No, I did that the other day too. You microwave chips? Yeah. Have nice. you ever done it? It's badass. No, I never done it. It's that's a, it's it's mm-hmm. awesome. You know what I have done before? I've microwaved um, tortillas until they got all dried out, and I could turn them into chips. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They have oil like stored in them. Ah, so like yeah, don't do them in a toaster oven. I've never done that. I've Set done your that. Shit on Wait, fire. what happens if you put them in a toaster oven? Well, like I've done it. Corn corn tortilla chips or um, like uh, taco shells, the the hard shells. Um, you put those in a toaster oven. It's very likely to catch on fire. Oh. I, I've done that. I've done that a lot. It's risky. Well, I will uh, have to remember. Not to uh, set my chips. I'm buying fire. a fire extinguisher. Look yeah. at, no, well, I haven't done it at our house, a place in Evansville. Uh, but tortillas are basically flour and lard, hmm. and then then mm-hmm. they get cooked later. Like they would, they form into a ball and then roll them out flat, real thin, and then you fry them on a pan. That's how. That's what tortillas are supposed. Well, because uh, I wanted sure, to make my own tortillas. Be sure to stay mm-hmm. tuned for the next record coming out for Conscious Effort. Chips on fire. <laughs> and coming to a toaster oven near you, and then of, and of course the uh, the bonus content, 
lardy tortillas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not on fire. No, maybe lardy tortillas is the band name. It's actually a pretty good band name. Yeah. Chips on fire is just a parody version of that um, Kings of Leon song. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Chips on fire. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, coming out, limited edition, from close. Conscious Effort. Was it? Good. Your chip's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> coming to a toaster oven near you. Oh. Tracy really wants a studio cat. we got to make this happen. I feel bad for her. Yeah. She's worried. Aren't you, Tracy? Yeah, I really want a cat here so bad. Be cute and stuff. That was really fun. That was that's really a, terrible. Kindle the interns. Kindle, you're fired. I Worst finally, impression God, of Tracy. I no, finally get not, a chance to be here, and I just mess it up. He's not the intern anymore. He did get promoted. No, a he's while back. Uh, he's Kindle the. He assistant. got demoted for a couple weeks, and now he's promoted. Again. <laughs> yeah, so I guess he's the assistant technically. Yeah, you're like uh, you're like Patrick at the Krusty Krab. <laughs> May I take Patrick? Yes, you're fired. <laughs> Why don't you work here? Would you like a job? <laughs> then you're oh, fired. Boy, would I! Congratulations, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good Mr. Crab. Yeah, and that's a pretty good Patrick. Do you yeah. practice that at home? You know, only a little bit here and there. <laughs> okay. Wait, is his name Mr. Crab? Mr. Crabs. Mr. Crabs. <laughs> you know, like Bob's Burger. <laughs> there's <laughs> one crab, and there's only one Bob, uh, one one burger from Bob. <laughs> there's there's one burger of the day. Yeah. Bob's crab. Bob's it's crab. Burger. <laughs> Mr. Burger. <laughs> All right, so we've 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 now managed to mash up two different cartoons. Yeah, yeah, we've run completely off the tracks thanks to uh, Bush lattes and uh, Truly, uh, which is pretty pretty good. Just uh, don't drink the orange one. It's it's a trap. Yeah, if you've never heard of Truly, it's like it's, hard seltzer. We got the the, the citrus pack. It's got uh, lemon. Lime, grapefruit, orange, and blueberry. Is that no. right? No, the, the blueberries. The, the blueberries were from another package. No, no, no was there only... was there was a blueberry one in here, or is it some other kind of berry? Maybe just like mixed berry. Yeah, mixed so, berry. I think that's one I left. Mixed here. berry is uh, comes in a six pack. That's what I, I was gonna oh, well, get. Well, I, oh. you gave me like a blueberry one or something. The other that was night. the other day. I had like two of them that I brought from the house. Oh, from a different pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. The I just tw- assumed that was from the. Comes... Uh, I just assumed the fruit flavored one was from the citrus pack. No, no. You the know? twelve pack comes with fuck just those me. four essential ones. Yeah, okay. they were out of the other yeah, twelve. Fuck pack. up your essential <laughs> citruses. Uh, but uh, against you know all good sense, the the grapefruit is actually the best one. It smells yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. I expected the grapefruit to taste like shit, which is yeah. why I was going to drink it, you know, so everyone else didn't have to suffer. And it actually turned out to be in one of the, the best ones. And that Tra- one and the lime one, I think, are the two best ones. And then Tracy tried the orange, and she just had this face the whole time. I knew she was trying not to offend me. <laughs> I was like, here, try this. It's really great. And But you could just tell that she was, like, not enjoying it. She was, like, sipping on it. It's like, Tracy, you don't have to drink that. It's fine if you don't like it. <laughs> I think she that's like something it I, much like, more than what she said she did, but I don't think she wanted to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. something I would have to tell my daughter is like, if you really don't like this this weirdo meal that I just made, you don't have to eat it, really. And she's yeah. just like, no, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all right. Until they only eat, like, you know, like half of it. And then they're just like, well, I, you know, I'm just, I'm really full. I'm going to go to bed now. No, and, she looked at me. <laughs> she noticed that I finished <laughs> mine. Cry. She knows that I finished. Oh, is that one empty? Here, you can have this one. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Trying to be like really courteous about it, but in yeah. reality, it's like this fucking sucks. Take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I tried the like I took a sip. I was like, oh yeah, I can understand why you hated this thing because mm-hmm. it was terrible. Here, try this one instead. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually personally, I thought the orange one was better. I think it was second. The that's not one. true, Tracy. I can see from, from the look on your face. Oh wait, that's not Tracy. I was confused for a second. He I is Trindle now. I have finally made my way into this. So. Yeah. Uh, no, that was the thing we were supposed. We were, we were going to have you like talk in your your best Tracy voice. Actually, we were going to make you only talk in meows, but uh, that was Tyler's idea. Yeah, that was my idea. But uh, you know, that got vetoed. It's I still think it'd have been really funny. It's yeah. an initiation into the no cult. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's not. A cult. I said no. it's a no cult. Wink, wink. Definitely not a cult. Yeah. Definitely not a cult. <laughs> well, on that note, um, I'm gonna go try one of the terrible orange Trulies. Uh, Justin is gonna eat all of the Tocino's chips 
Oh, I've eaten all day. Yeah. We are not <laughs> going to put them in our toaster ovens so we don't burn the place down. Oh. If you want to burn your place down, go ahead. Bear grills. <laughs> Bear grills. Bear I don't grills. know what that has to do with anything. He said that if you're going to go out in the middle of the bush or something and you want food and you want fire... Wrap it before you tap it. No. Uh, Fritos. <laughs> Apparently, Frito chips are some of the best fire starter you can have. Yep. There you have really? it, folks. They're loaded with oil. If yeah. you're trapped out in the bush, make sure you have an orange Truly, some Tostino's chips, and some Fritos to set on fire. Um, <laughs> I guess... To cook, I guess your, to cook your Tostino's. To cook, yeah, to cook your Tostino's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> we, we got nothing else. Yeah. Like this, this We're running on fumes we here. Were, we were supposed to be just doing the, the outro, and somehow we ended up on like another 25-minute weirdo tangent. Yeah. We were just talking like how this is getting easier and easier. Like, we, we don't really talk about anything of substance. If you want substance, you know, I don't know, go watch or listen to something else because we don't have it. Yeah, so we'll just see you next time. New vinyl still overrated. Ha, ha, ha.